What's up, party people? Todd Tremonti here. Thanks for tuning in to the Dallas-Fort Worth Real Estate Weekly Podcast. We've got some bonus content for you today. I love that you're checking out our weekly real estate updates for the market here in Dallas-Fort Worth, but we love to get you some bonus interviews or educational content about the Dallas-Fort Worth area markets or things happening in the real estate world. So check out this bonus piece of content. Also check out all the other stuff we're doing over at Todd Tremonti Team. Dot com where you can find videos and podcasts and blogs and home search and property valuation and all sorts of fun stuff over there. TodTremontyTeam.com. Check out this bonus content and we'll be back with more very, very soon. Hello, Todd. I have heard tell of this moment you had with Dana in the back. This magic moment. Okay, a yeah. truck bed where you were casting vision about your life. Maybe like that you, it was, it was a vision board moment in your dating life. Pre, pre-understanding of vision boards. Yes. <laughs> and, and part of it included wanting to own land. Do you recall this story? I recall. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about so it. So it's a, the, it's a longer story of the night we got engaged, which I thought Ooh, I was, it was I, that night. It was that night. I thought I was so clever. Oh, Courtney. Yeah. I was like, she's, like, she's never going to see this coming. Uh-huh. Well, in Waco, Texas, we were both at Baylor. When you go to Northwood Inn, which is like the, at that time was the only nice restaurant in the entire town. And it was like 17 times nicer than the next restaurant. Right. So like at that point I should have known <laughs> the gig was up, but she's going to know. Yeah. She's never going to know. She, she, she knew. <laughs> uh, it turns out she knew. So anyway, but she didn't bail, which was good news. So anyway, I had already proposed. She had said yes. We had kind of done a lap around campus to see friends and call family and all that um, in a limo because classy uh, Waco, Texas limo, like an 86 Lincoln. (laughs) Anyway, so then, I don't know, we probably went and got McDonald's ice cream. And then we're driving around in my truck and we drive to the Ferrell Center at Baylor, which is like where the basketball games are played, which is like an inside dome thing. So we're just sitting in the parking lot. And we, I think we had a blanket in the bed of my probably dirty, dirty bed of my truck. Anyway, we're just hanging out. It's not like a magical moment other than the fact that we just got engaged. It's just like college stuff. But the, the whole point of the conversation was uh, like, what do we want our lives to look like? What do we want? What do you think? I mean, we, it's not like we had never talked about some of these things, but I'm not a guy that was like, let's decide everything and then I'll propose. It was like, no, I want to surprise you. I want to invite you to a life together. And now let's kind of talk about what that looks like. So we're sitting in the bed of the truck and we had already kind of had an idea of kids and stuff like that. But talking about those things, how many kids and when and where and where do you want to live? And the where do you want to live thing started to get more specific. And I was like, hey, I don't ever want to live in like a normal house. Like, and what I meant by that was like in a neighborhood where a lot of the houses look the same. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, that's not what I want I said, I want to live, and we grew up in the same, it went to high school together. So I said, I want to live in an area like, you know, this area that was kind of next to her neighborhood where she grew up, where the lots are like an acre or two or three, and people have like four-wheelers, and their kids have rope swings, and there's outside fun and activities and all the things. Like, I want to provide a nice life, so I would like to have a nicer house, but I'm not a huge rah-rah house guy. I want to have this, you know, and she was like, great, sure, whatever, I don't really care. And so that was, you know, 
20 something years ago. And we lived in, our first place was a storage unit, not making that up. We lived in a storage unit that had been converted to an efficiency apartment. I kid you not, 400 total square feet, including like where the hot water heater was and the electric panel was, all the things, 400 square, 20 by 20. Bedroom, bathroom, closet, living, kitchen, pantry, 20 by 20. So then we moved up here to up to the DFW area. We lived in a little bitty apartment. Then we moved into our first house. We bought a nasty little foreclosed townhome, which we ended up remodeling and loving. And then we moved into a foreclosed house that I said I never wanted to live in, but knew that that was part of the process. So in Richardson, uh, what I would consider a totally nice house, but we bought it. It was gross. We remodeled it. And then after that, we had the opportunity to buy two acres that happened to come with a really disgusting house. So we gutted it, we remodeled it, we added on to it. And then it's just evolved over time. That has become, we love our lot and the house is fine. And so, wait a minute. Yeah. Is the house you're currently building? Okay. So that's not, that's the next phase. Oh, okay. So we tore down the house I just talked about. Right. Which is crazy, but we had gutted it and remodeled wait, it. Wait, wait. Okay. So you bought a house on two acres, yeah. gutted and remodeled it, lived in it, tore it down. For and like eight years. It wasn't like we gutted it and, and then tore it down the next day. But it did. It did. It was a long process of thinking and praying through, are we going to tear this house down? Basically, we were going to do another round of remodel because it, it had a lot of problems. And we knew that. It was like, are we going to try to keep fixing things that was like unsolvable problems, just drainage and stuff that like, because of the nature of the lot, we weren't going to fix, but we wanted to do some other things for our kids and for our future. We had two trusted remodelers that were like, I'm, I won't do it. You should not do that. So ultimately we tore that house down and now we're waiting and building we moved very nearby. And how long have you lived on this two acres? About eight years. About eight years. And now it will be our forever. So the majority of our eight. kids growing up uh -huh. has been there. Now our oldest remembers um, the last house that we got in remodeled and then a little bitty rental we had in the middle in between that one and when we were remodeling the, the one we tore down. So this is what we do. We're real estate brokers and agents, right? But we've always lived in places that were more than we needed. Mm. We've always lived in places that were fun. And we've always lived in places that met that stage of our life, our marriage, our family, our financial ability and needs. But we've also always lived well below our means. And so for the first time in our lives, we're doing something now that to your point, like what's the next level of that vision board deal? It's like, we love living on two acres and we can talk more about that. But we also love hosting. We feel that God has given us gifts to like invite people in not just into our home, but into our lives. And we love to do that. And so we're, we've, we're, we're only building a house because we wanted to do things that our other house didn't facilitate. We wanted to host some slightly bigger events, like fundraising events for Young Life, for our kids' school, for like our kids' sports teams and ministries that we're involved in that you can't always just write another check, but you can say, hey, come and use our backyard. Come and use our pool. Come and use our house. Let's do a little fundraising banquet here We'll provide everything. I'll even speak at the thing, but we want to create an environment that feels different, that can show people, not like look at this amazing house, but like our prayer for this coming house, it was our prayer for the other house too, is that there would just be a feeling in that physical environment. Like I feel safe. I feel welcome. I want to be here. 
And I want to be a part of what God is doing. I want to watch God do big things. And so that's what we're trying to do. And we feel that that's been the case at like on this lot. Like it's just special. It was cruddy when we bought it. It was nothing magical about it. We just saw potential. Mm -hmm. It was actually like piles of rebar and cinder block and like massive vines of poisonous stuff like poison ivy and oak and all that stuff. And so it has been an eight year journey of like making it more and more and more useful. Uh, and it's funny before we recorded, we were talking about these crawfish parties that we have thrown over the years to raise money, to send kids to camp and do all these things. Like that's the vision is well, I want people to come and be like, I want to give more like being here makes me feel like there's more to life than stuff. Let's send a kid to camp so he can hear the gospel. Let's love on a special needs kid. Let's whatever, put food in a pantry so that a hungry family can be fed. So anyway, all that to say, we love homes on land. We can talk more about that. We got a little off course is like why, how we want to use it, but we can talk more about the land or the homes, whatever. No, I think that's huge. Uh, the way that a space and a home makes you feel is everything. It's the whole thing. I mean, I like when lighting is bad. Yeah. When, like, when the environment is not safe and not comfortable, it completely affects everything. It does, but some people just don't care as much about that. And well, that's totally fine. We're it's not, not friends with those people. Well, I'm, I have a lot of friends and clients that are that way, but they're, we're not the same kind of people, but that's okay. My point is um, there's something special when you have the space. You can do more, right? Now, not everybody feels called to that, gifted to that, wants that. Some people are like, I don't want to mow that. I don't want to manage that. And that's great. There's nothing nothing at all wrong with that. But if your preference, if your interest is to have more space, to have more either privacy or room to invite more people in or to have some of those activities at home, like, like during COVID-19 on our radio show and on our videos and with our clients and with our client uh, real estate agents that we coach and consult with all over the country, we talked a lot about the mindset of a generation shifted. It shifted from, I need a house or a home near my office, near my work. And then because of that, I'm pro my budget's probably limited to some extent. So then I walk to the park, uh, I drive to the gym, I drive to my storage unit, I might go to the city pool or whatever else. But that mindset shifted to I can work from home or I don't have to be as close. Or I don't have to go to the office as often. So I'd rather move a little further out, get a little bit more house, have a place to work out at home, store all my own stuff at home, have a pool at home, you know, go for the walk or get the exercise or get the fresh air in my own yard. And that all of that is doable on a half acre or one or two or three or four or five acres all of that can now be in one place under your control. If there's some government lockdown, you can still do all that. Or if you want to homeschool your kids or university style, educate your kids or throw bigger parties or whatever the case is that facilitates that. And then you get into other things where it's not so much of like recreational, but you might have a well, so you're not on city water. You might have solar. So you're not on, you know, grid electric. You might have a pond where you can fish and play or, you might have a garden or an orchard where you can grow things. We actually have all of those things. And I, for years, have been a little bit obsessive about growing like fruit and stuff like that. Um, we don't do the animals thing at the age that our kids are, but some people want to have a chicken or two, or depending on where you live, maybe raise a pig or a goat or something like that, 
or if you have 20 or 30 acres, you might have horses. Um, but more recreation for the kids or more, I think, I think similarly to you, like I like to have different spaces, right? So there's the outdoor grilling space. There's a basketball court. There's a greenhouse. There's like a sitting shaded area. There's like the play area for the kids where they can play a whole game of football. When you've got a couple acres, you could do all of those things. You're not always having to repurpose that one space or just kind of feel like you don't have what you want and need. And there's a thousand other reasons people might want home online, but that's, that was what I was saying on the tailgate of the truck 20 something years ago when it was like, look, I want to create this life and I'm just viewing this place would help us do that. And it's crazy. You talk about a vision board. That was before I had the concept of a true vision board, but my brain's always worked that way. Growing up, my dad would say, boy, you've got a one track mind. And what he meant was once you get set on one track, like you just don't come off of it. But that one took me, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years. And it wasn't like every day I was like sad that I wasn't living there. I just knew that's where I always wanted to get. Um, the gardening habit started at that house before. That was like a normal quarter acre lot in Richardson, Texas. And their entire side yard it started with one raised bed. And then we switched out our fence and I used all the old fence posts to build more beds. And then I learned how to build better soil. And then we did better tomatoes and peppers. And then I started trying to go a little bit bigger and I was like, we need more space. And that was the beginning of the thought. It may be time to actually go do that. And then we started thinking, well, our life and our business are in Richardson. How close could we stay, but how far do we need to get to do this? And that's how we ended up where we are now. And we've helped hundreds of clients over the years with that same idea. I want a garden. I want to raise chickens. I want kids for my, I want room for my kids to play. We want a pond, you know, we want to be a little bit more off grid or whatever those things are. So we love to help people do that because we love to do it for ourselves. But we also have team members that are like, no, I want to be as close as I can to like all the action. I don't want to be on the edge, but I still really like that idea that people want to create their own environment and freedom. So even those agents that don't live on land, still love to help people achieve that. Sometimes it's because of their connection on education or their connection on recreation or wildlife or, you know, like we've got team members that love an outdoor grill type area and those properties provide for more of that. So there's a lot of different reasons you might like that. That's the reason we like it. And one of the reasons we've been passionate about it for 20 something years. Thanks for listening, folks. Hopefully you're liking the bonus content that we're throwing out on the podcast. If you do, share it, like it, subscribe it, do all the things people do. Also, if there's anything else we can do for you or any of the resources we ever mention on the show, head over to ToddTremontiTeam.com, ToddTremontiTeam.com to find all the goodies we talk about here on the podcast or the radio show or the YouTube channel or any other place. ToddTremontiTeam.com. Thank you.